problem or speaking to a specific solution. Um, so most people aren't doing that. And number two, they're too emotionally attached to the ad. So they, they don't understand that when you launch ads, you're paying for data. You're not really paying for customers or anything at first. You're paying for data. And then based on that data, you make the specific um, decisions based on the data. But most people kill their entire ad campaign too fast um, before even, you know, knowing if this thing is working or which part. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is king of client attraction. Now, of course, we provide you with today's quote all week long. So today's quote states, a lot of times people don't know what they want until you show them. That quote, guys, is by Steve Jobs. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is, of course, sponsored by Intentional Investment. Our BizMuts program is now live, guys, are you interested in starting a business but cannot seem to find the creativity, resources, or time to see the vision through? Well, our newest program, BizBox, is your business solutions in a box. We will provide you with the support from start to finish, from branding to marketing, we have you covered. We will assist you with creating a profitable business in just 30 short days. No more outside vendors or working with multiple businesses all of your services are under one roof. Now, if you're interested in this particular program, please email info at intentionallyposh.com or click the link provided in the show notes. Now, to get into today's episode, Markwell Russell is a client success story junkie and the secret weapon for entrepreneurs who want to create automatic systems that attract an endless flood of clients that come to you on a daily basis ready to pay you top dollar, guys. He's known for delivering the highest return on investments to his clients, upward of 1,110.76%, and has a list of success stories that's of as long as the line at Jay-Z and Beyonce concerts. Now, we know those concert lines are ridiculous. So today I just want to welcome the one and only Markwell Russell. Hello, hello, and thank you again for being a part of today's episode. How are you? My pleasure, my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I love, I love the fact that we were able to connect because I got a chance to view your platform, your success stories, and, you know, the plethora of other things that you're doing. And for those who are new to learning about you and your business, can you briefly just tell us about your journey into entrepreneurship and how you got started? Yeah, so basically, uh, I've, been, so I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Um, even as a young child, I um, first my first, I guess, entrepreneurial endeavors was like I used to be the guy, you know, knocking on doors, taking out the trash, asking, okay, can I take out the trash in the apartments? And then as we moved into and was able to move into like houses, you know, subdivisions and so forth. Um, I was the guy going around knocking on doors. 
um, you know, asking people, can I cut the grass? So those are my first entrepreneurial endeavors. And then that, to be totally honest with you, that kind of led me into getting older because where I grew up, it was um, pretty poverty stricken. So nobody around us really had money like that. And the ones that did have money were the people who were selling drugs. So that's kind of the path I went down because everybody who, the kids who I grew up around, the ideal job growing up was getting a job working for the city. And these were the guys who worked on the streets and on the, they like, you know, fixed the potholes and, you know, came and got the dumpster from the neighborhood and, you know, those cutting the grass. Nothing wrong with that job, right? But for me, I always wanted to be rich and wealthy. So right. I, the only way I knew how to do it at that time was to sell drugs. So I jumped out at a young age, started selling drugs uh, with my cousins and so forth. That's kind of who I learned the game from. And um, because people were telling me to go to school, get a good job, all that good stuff, and that's awesome. But the people who were telling me that, um, you know, didn't have any money. They was, you know, if we asked for money to go to the candy lady, um, they never had any. So um, I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen to the people who got money. So I started selling drugs. I dropped out of high school in the 10th grade. Um, and that kind of put me on a whirlwind because obviously one thing led to another. I, you know, um, started going to jail at a young age. Um, I had my first son when I was 19. I was actually in jail when he was born. But at that point, I was like, when I get out, I want to be, I don't want to be absent in my son's life like my dad was in my life. So I got out and said, you know, I'm going to do this job thing. So I got out. Um, a buddy of mine got me a job working at this truck stop, changing oil and tires on 18-wheelers. And I did that for a little, and if you if listeners are familiar with the Bankhead area in Atlanta, it was like right off of Bankhead. So I was there, and I was looking at the price list one day, and I was like, man, they make about $300 of every truck I do, and I get paid about $8 an hour off, you know, out of all this work. So I was like, all right, where I'm, where I'm from, that's called pimping. So I said, you know what? I can figure out how to make $8 an hour at home. So I stopped working there, got back in the street doing my thing, and then, but I had a different tweak. I, mean, I had a different shift. So at this point, I said, you know what? I'm going to take the money that I'm making. I'm going to start an entertainment company, you know, managing artists. I knew people who rapped and things of that nature. So I started a record label. I opened a studio. I didn't really know how to work anything, but I knew a guy who had the equipment. I paid the rent on the studio, and we started the label. So from there, I started promoting artists and things of that nature throughout Atlanta. Um, I started doing club promotions, and when I was hanging in the club one night, um, a guy walked up to me and pitches me on this thing called network marketing. Um, fast forward to that whole story. I ended up joining the network marketing business. That was my first exposure to this whole world. Um, and they were telling me, you know, just go out and get two people and they'll get two people and they'll get two people and they'll get two people. And you'd be making millions of dollars driving expensive cars the company paid for, wearing nice suits, sipping, be- sipping, you know, pina coladas on the beaches of the world. Um, and that was the first thing from the truth. I mean, it was possible, but you got to right. know how to continue to get people. So I ran out of my, what they call a warm market. I had a huge fear of public speaking. So I re- didn't really like getting in front of people. And I didn't want to talk to every person who came within three feet of me because doing strangers wasn't really my thing. So I figured out, I got introduced to the online world and how to generate leads. And like, I, I was fascinated by this idea of being able to attract people to me every single day without me having to go out and attract people. So I went down rabbit hole, started buying courses on direct response marketing, going to events, you know, and all, that whole process. And um, fast forward through that whole thing, finally started some, some things, and we can kind of unpack any of this that you want to impact, unpack. But um, I started uh, start really learning how to generate leads and then how to take those leads and, ge- and convert those leads into signups. And then people start, I hit, start hitting like top 
earner in different companies and things of that nature. People started reaching out to me, asking me what I was doing. They wanted to pay me to coach them. I didn't even know coaching was a thing, but they wanted right. to pay me. So I started doing that. And then I was like, you know what? I really enjoy coaching people. And a lot of people started having results. So I said, at that point, we kind of cut off everything we was doing in the network marketing world. And I said, we're just going to go all in on our coaching and training company, teaching entrepreneurs um, how to attract clients to their business on a consistent daily basis. And since then, uh, we've helped our clients create well over $20 million in revenue, you know, thousands of clients, millions, thousands of clients, millions of leads, billions right. of ad impressions. And now we, you know, we speak all over the world. We do a lot of really cool stuff. And um, yeah, that's a short version. Hopefully I, hopefully I went too long. <laughs> no, it was perfect. And then one thing, um, as you were speaking, I was thinking about um, your positioning because what really attracted me to your page was you promoted more of the success stories of what you're getting for your clients. And correct me if I'm wrong, but as a marketer myself, I study businesses, I study other companies, and I'm looking at what a, what the new age marketing is becoming, and it's becoming what I've made, what I've made in my business. How much, and that's great and all, but I think for me what stood out about you was the fact that you're like, we're, you know, our clients have received this much money or our clients, we have done, you know, this much money for our clients. So it shows that you're not focused on what's coming in, even though I'm pretty sure, you know, you're making your money, you're more focused on, you know, your client success rate. Right. And I think that's very important. So for those who um, – are new to learning about client attraction and new in business. Can you explain exactly what client attraction is and how it's beneficial to a to a business success? Yeah, for sure. So basically, so um, so that's five hundred. So five hundred thirty four thousand businesses get started every single month. Eight out of ten yes. of those businesses shut down within eighteen months. And the number one reason these businesses get shut down is because of a lack of cash flow and a lack of cash flow comes from a lack of client flow, right? So a lot of people think it's cash flow that's, that's hurting their business, but in reality it's client flow because if you can consistently get – it's kind of like when you go to the doctor, right? It's like if, you got a, if you're coughing, right, or you got a fever, yeah, that's a, that's a symptom, but what's causing the fever? What's causing the cough? What's causing, you know, the fatigue, right? So right. it's like if you got a lack of cash flow, what's causing that? It's the lack of the ability to get leads and then convert those leads into clients. Most people talk about getting 100, 150 leads a day. That's all fine and dandy, right? But if none of those are actually pulling out their credit card and doing business with you, who cares? It's like somebody saying, you know, I got 200,000 followers on Instagram. Who cares if nobody's pulling out a card and paying you for your services? So if you don't know how to get consistent clients to your business on a consistent basis, you don't have a business, and you won't be around long. So that's really, it's critical. It's like the client for your business is literally the lifeblood of your business. If you don't have clients coming in um, for your business, um, you, you're, you're dead, basically. Does that make sense? Right, right. So, I mean, like, what attracted you to teaching client attraction? Did you see there was a need for it, or you found your niche, and you've seen that it was a profitable area? Because, um, like, like you said, like a lot of people – they know what they want to do. They just don't know how to how to bring the business in. Yeah, so I think it's a mixture of all of it. So I saw a huge need for it. Um, I was blessed to be able to get really good at it. And I was like, man, 
there's millions and millions and millions of businesses, even just a specific business, because we only work with a specific type of business model. So even right. just with the niche of the specific type of business model we work with, there's millions of businesses that can be served there. So um, service to many leads to greatness, right? Um, so if you can, if we get in here and serve um, these individuals, we, we don't got to worry about money. But more importantly than that, we can create massive impact. Because here's my philosophy. Our mission right now as a company is to help create, is to help one million entrepreneurs add an extra $1 million to their annual revenue. So if you do the math on that, 1 million entrepreneurs add an extra $1 million to their revenue, that creates $1 trillion in revenue to the global economy. So just from our company alone, impacting these entrepreneurs, we impact the entire global, com- uh, um, global economy. Let me break that down and bring it home. So we, it's a cycle. So let's say, for example, I help um, – you know, Susie's service provider, for example, uh, add an extra million dollars to her, her revenue. Now, Susie used to uh, clean her own house, but now she has a business, she has a successful business, so now guess what? She can hire a maid service. So now she hires his maid service. Now the maid service can stay in business longer because now they have a new client. Now the maid service, she, let's say her name is Martha Maid. Uh, Martha Maid, she used to wash her own car. Now she doesn't have to wash her own car because she can go down to, you know, Chris Car Wash, and Chris Car Wash now washes her car. Now Chris Car Wash can stay in business because if they don't get clients, they can't stay in business. Now Chris Car Wash business booming, right? Um, now Chris Car Wash, he used to cut his own grass, but now he hired Larry Landscaper to come cut his grass. Now guess what? Larry Landscaper can stay in business, you know, even longer. And now that cycle continues because this is just one business owner. We're talking about one million business owners continue that same cycle, and that's literally how we change the world. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes total sense um, because I agree. Like um, the thing that's causing our economy to kind of stop is the fact that we have new businesses, but it's not enough cash flow that's being generated. So they're not able to outsource or afford, you know, other new businesses or other established businesses. Therefore, you know, it's like a gap almost um, for our economy. I'm going to give you a great example to tie on to that. I have a guy on my, our team, I have a guy on our team named Mark. He, he helps with our tech stuff and things of that nature. And yeah. Mark told me one day, that um, he's so appreciative of the business that we do with him and by him being part of our team because his dad has cancer. And because of the business that we're doing with him, he's able to, take, he's able to you know, pay for his dad's cancer medicine. We all know medicine isn't cheap. Uh, right. So now he's able to take care of his dad's cancer medicine, take him to the doctor, be there for him, all this good stuff just simply because of we're able to, you know, patronize him and, you know, pay him for his services. So that's really what it's all about. Some people say say money isn't everything. It isn't everything, but it pays for everything, right? And you're a lot happier with it than without without it, for sure. Right, right. I definitely love it. So you mentioned something so unique on your page, and you say you believe in transformation, not information. Can we Mm -hmm. dive into that um, statement a little bit more? Absolutely. So a lot of people think, so here's the deal. A lot of people ask me, um, why do you put out so much free content? Because I'm like, I want to impact people. And what I've understand is, is some, no, here's, another question people ask me is, why don't you sell 
a course, like an online course or things of that nature, because I understand that people don't want more information. People don't want another online course. People don't want another ebook. People don't want another membership membership site. Uh, right. That's not the thing that's really going to change their life. We don't sell anything that doesn't come with personal hands-on coaching and support and accountability because left to your own devices, most people aren't going to go through a whole course on their own. I mean, most these online gurus who sell this stuff, they already know that if they sell something from Sage, about 10% are going to actually ever even log into the stuff. Out of the 10% who actually log into the stuff, only 10% are going to start going through the program. Out of the 10% who actually start going through the program, only 10% are going to get to the end. Out of those 10% who get to the end, only 10% are going to actually implement anything. And out of those 10% who actually implement anything, only 10% of that are going to actually, you know, get any results because they get those are just that 1% who are just um, self-started and they're going to make it happen regardless, mm-hmm. right? But most people, like, if they get that coaching, they get that support, now they get that clarity, and now they can actually get the results. So we believe in, like, helping you because information is one thing, but it's the implementation and that co- and that's what really leads to the transformation. So just giving people information alone isn't going to help them with the implementation so they don't get the transformation. But our model and the model we like to help people grow is like having that process where people can actually get the transformation. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. And with that, of course, you're able to continuously, you know, grow these businesses to reach their revenue goals. And ultimately, you have a client or a customer for a lifetime because I think the transformation in that alone is just the fact that, number one, I'm not alone in this process. So if I ever need assistance, I'm going to think about the person who helped me the most. That's going to be my go-to in my head versus saying, oh, well, let me go back and, you know, finish this course or let me try reaching out or, you know, doing these little small things that are not really bringing you massive growth or, you know, helping you reach the goals of which you desire. So I definitely, um, it definitely makes total sense to me and I love it. Now, I do want to get into um, the Facebook ads a little bit because I know for most it could be a double-edged sword. Um, so what is one thing you see people do wrong, and what is one strategy a business owner can implement to see an increase on their return of investment? For sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, this could be a whole podcast episode on, on its own. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so to be honest with you, uh, so a couple things. Number one, I think – people, their messaging isn't on point. So most people, when they come to us, I mean, they want help with their ads. A lot of times, it's, they don't have a Facebook ad issue. Most people, don't, they don't have a Facebook ad issue. They have a strategy issue. So the, and the first part of the strategy that's messed up is that they don't have um, their messaging on point. So they're trying to target everybody. They're trying to speak to everybody versus speaking to a specific type of person. So we have this thing called the right. SFM method. So the S, it really boils down to specializing and speaking to a specific market and speaking to a specific problem and speaking to a specific solution. Um, so most people aren't doing that. And number two, they're too emotionally attached to the ad. So they, they don't understand that when you launch ads, you're paying for data. You're not really paying for customers or anything at first. You're paying for data. And then based on that data, you make the specific um, decisions based on the data. But most people kill their entire ad campaign too fast um, before even, you know, knowing if this thing is working or which part is working. So with our clients, when they come to us and they're freaking out 
because things may not be going the way they think they should be going, I'll say, hey, let's look at the data. Let's lose the drama. Let's look at the data. And then when we look at the data, what we find is that um, we look at four different parts. So we look at our – so we ask ourselves four or five different questions. So we say, are people clicking the ad? If they're clicking the ad, which, which within the numbers we want them to click the ad, we say, okay, great, yes. Then we say, okay, are they opting into the page? Then we'll look at that number. If that number meets our, qualify, our criteria, we'll say, okay, yes. And then we'll say, okay, are they consuming the content? If the answer is yes, then we'll say, okay, great. Are they scheduling the call? If that number is yes, great. Are they showing up to the call? They say yes, great. Then when they get to the phone, are they actually buying from you? Because we mainly work with people who sell something over the phone for three to $10,000 or more. So are they buying on the phone? If the answer is yes, um, maybe that answer, if all those answers was yes, typically it's the phone. Or if they say, all right, well, this, the conversion on the landing page isn't right, or this page isn't right. So we kind of look at all those numbers, and then we can find out where the hole is. But to answer your question, number one, people's messaging isn't off. Number two, they're too emotionally attached because they don't know what they're paying for. And then number three, um, they, they kill their ad campaigns too early because they don't really know the data and the KPIs that they should be looking at. Yeah. Um, and I think um, one thing, because I want to kind of go back to what you were previously talking about, um, you got narrowly niched on the type of client, the avatar of your client that you want to work with, which in essence I'm pretty sure you do the same thing for, you know, your clients to help them get niched because typically I see that a lot. People try to target, well, mass target a lot of people because they feel like the product anyone can use. So how could you help, like, what advice would you give someone who is trying to find their niche? Because, for example, I had um, someone mention that their struggle was, you know, their mom. They're providing, and this is just basic level, they're providing a coaching program for moms. And she was struggling to understand whether or not she should focus on you know, moms, because she has, like, three different age groups. So she has a mom, she's a mom of a 19-year-old, she's a mom of, like, a 10-year-old, and then she has, like, a newborn baby. And she's trying to figure out, like, how she should position her messaging. And, you know, my advice was I feel like she should just focus on what she has mastered, you know, as, like, that framework of a mom, like, what do you feel like was your biggest struggle? Do you feel like you've become a master of figuring out the pain points um, of these parents? And her thing, I guess, was targeting and positioning, which, of course, is in correlation to Facebook ads. So for someone like that, um, what advice could you give for that example on, you know, niche marketing, especially when you have a wide range that you can offer services to, however, um, you don't know which market because they serve three different purposes, you know, and you communicate to them differently. Yeah, so for me, I would say, who's your dream client? Like, who's your okay. dream client? And then when I – so I always tell people to ask, ask, ask yourself three questions. Number one, who are they? So who right. is their dream client? What's their time and frustrations and challenges? and problems, and then what's the top ten, desires, aspirations, what are they looking to do? So who exactly are they? That's number one. And do you design that person? So is it a woman? You know, she's typically 30 years old, you know, got kids, X amount per year. So you design this one ideal client. And I I, I sometimes use 
use the analogy of, I don't know if when you was growing up, if you ever watched Weird Science. Did you ever watch Weird Science growing up? Yes. Do you remember those guys? They created that lady? Yes. Based on all the features they wanted? They wanted, yeah. So it's literally the same exact thing. So you, you, so you design your ideal client, you even give them a name, Rachel, Robert, whatever the case may be, because it's a million other people that meet that same criteria. Love so the first thing you ask yourself is like, who are they? That's number one. And then number two, um, you ask yourself, you know, do I like them? So you don't want to attract people who just because they have money, um, you'll work with them. You want to work with people who you genuinely enjoy. So, like, because a lot of our clients, we do live events, we do boot camps and retreats and things of that nature. So, I'm going to end up spending some time in person and even on the coaching calls and stuff like that. So, I want to bring certain types of people into our community. So, it's like, do you like them? And then, so, like, if somebody's, like, real stuffy and they're real, like, they're not going to be good for our community because we like to have fun, we like to laugh, we like to crack jokes, you know, different types of stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, um I say, I say stuff like, you know what I'm saying? So if they feel like, well, you can't talk like that, or I should be dressed a certain way, or I should look a certain way, they're not going to fit well into our community. So right. that's number one. Do I like them? And then number three is can I pay? Can they pay? Because most people, they're wasting a lot of time and energy. They may say things like, well, I want to work with the people who, you know, are less fortunate um, and who may, you know, may can't afford. And I'm like, I get that, and I get, you know, I get that, but you may want to, you know, start a nonprofit to serve those people and then yeah. use your yeah. profit to, to create your nonprofit to help the people who are less fortunate, but you can't build a business, a for-profit business around helping the, the less fortunate. Um, if you don't have any money, I mean, you may can, but I mean, it's going to be a struggle. Um, but most times people in their messaging, they're speaking to broke people. Um, right. They're like, Hey, if you want to go from zero to a million dollars, um, you know, check out my thing or jump or, you know, but so it's like, if you're talking about zero to a million dollars, zero to six figures, you're speaking to people who are starting at zero and then you're only going to, attract, you're only going to attract a certain type of person who even responds to that type of hype marketing. So you got to be very careful with those specific things. So, so you ask yourself, so to figure out your dream client, you say, who are they? Do I like them? And can they pay? And then you, and then you build from there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it makes total sense, and I love it. And you kind of touched on my next point, like who would be the avatar of your ideal client. But I do want our listeners to know, because I do want them to connect with you, um, of course, like your avatar and the type of client you work with, and what can they expect to receive in your program? And, of course, the process for that. So mainly we work with coaches, consultants, or service providers like expert type businesses. So so we work with authors, speakers, things of that nature. So if somebody has a $3,000 or more offer that they sell over the phone, maybe it's a coaching program, maybe it's consulting, maybe it's an agency service, maybe they're an author and they have a book and they want to add on a $3,000 to $10,000 offer, or if they're a speaker and they only get paid when they speak, but they want to create a program where they can make money even when they're not on the stage, if they want to you know, attract more high-ticket clients, that's like our ideal client. They have some forward momentum. They just want to take things to the next level. Right now, they're probably hustling to get clients, and they're relying on referrals and passing out cards, and they're having to do a lot of manual labor to actually get clients. They want to shift from that to actually putting themselves in a position where they become the hunted versus the hunter, and now they want to uh, – and, the, and the result they get is that we help clients attract clients on autopilot, 
and scale their business while actually working 50% less. So that's that's who our ideal client is and then, you know, what we help them do. Yes, I love it. I love it. So I know you have um, a couple of events coming up. Can you just um, tell us what those events, well, the date of those events, and um, how can they sign up to support you at these events? For sure. So um, depending on when they hit me up, so next week I'm actually doing a three-day mastermind. Without a mastermind, I'm doing a three-day intensive where people come in and work with me for three days. And when they leave, they have their entire automated client attraction system done, live, ready to go, like ads live and everything. So we're doing that the 16th through the 18th. We may have one or two spots left for that. I'm not 100% sure, but we're doing that. That's next. So I'm not sure when this podcast episode is going live, but that's next week. Uh, And I'm doing an event uh, on March 7th. It's called the Rapid Business Store Blueprint Live. Um, It's a a one-day event here in Atlanta. Um, They can get an early bird ticket at rbgblive.com, rbgblive.com. And um, and if they – what I'll do, actually, I'll get you a link. And then um, if they get it through you, I'll, I'll get them an extra special gift. Um, by, by by getting a ticket through your specific link that I'll get you. So versus going to RBGB Live, we'll get you a link. What's the what's like your domain? We'll come up with some kind of cool link. We'll probably link up with the show or something, and then I'm going to buy through um um this through the show's special link. You'll get an additional okay. bonus um by um by buying a ticket. So so yeah, so that's RBGB Live. I mean, so that's that. That's our Rap Business Girl Blueprint Live event. And at that event, we basically break down step by step how to Create an automated client attraction system so you can actually add an extra five to six figures to your monthly revenue while actually cutting your work time in half. So you literally know that you walk away with the entire blueprint. So that's that. That's March 7th. Um, and then lastly, we do a jet mastermind. So private, I have a buddy of mine who owns a private jet. So we do. We, we just got back from one this past weekend. We're doing another one February 26th. Um, it's only for eight people, so myself and seven others. Um, and we, we get on the private jet. We either fly out to, like, the Bahamas or um, Jamaica to the Sanders Resort. We're there for a full day. We're masterminding on their events. Once we land on the private jet, we get picked up through what's on the Rolls Royces. Um, we get police escorted through to the resort. We mastermind there for the whole day. Everything is included, food, the whole nine yards, drinks, or whatever. Um, and then we work on their business, like, right there at the resort. And then um, that night after dinner and all that good stuff, we fly back um, to Florida um, and where we debrief and all that good stuff. So if they're interested in that type of thing, um, you know, you can reach out to me on Instagram or depending on your platform, reach out to us. Um, But I think the first step um, that anybody can do to kind of go into our world, and I got a free train that you can actually dive into that walks you through um, how to get more clients, how to scale your business while working 50% less. If you go to sfmmethod.com, so that's sfmmethod.com mmethod.com. Um, I got a free training that breaks all this stuff down. I'm um, exactly how to implement everything we talk about, everything we've talked about and going to talk about during the show. You actually see like exactly how to do it. So that's sfmmethod.com. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. And they can find you on all platforms at Marquell Russell, correct? Yep, absolutely. Wherever their favorite platform is, it's Marquell Russell. I'm going to pop up. Okay, yes, I love it. And thank you again for being such a powerhouse. It was super amazing connecting with you. Um, and I'm pretty sure if not you all if you all did not take anything away from this podcast, pause all distractions, rewind this podcast 
and listen to it again because it was so much value, so much free game dropped just in this short episode alone. And I just want to thank you again. Um, I commend you for all the things that you're doing, all the lives you're changing, and I'll definitely be in support of you. Um, so thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. I appreciate all you're doing as well. Thank you so much. And, again, listeners, remember to subscribe to www.intentionallyfast.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please, please pass this episode along. The more people you send this way, it helps build our community, and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. I love hearing from you. My team loves hearing from you, and it helps us grow as a brand. As always, guys, Have a high-vibe, intentional week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high-vibe, intentional week.